What is up, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of the Cousin Cecil Show. I'm your host, Cousin Cecil, a.k.a. Mike Fowler. Coming at you again some more, with some more goodies of the nerd kingdom. Like, we're going to spoil WandaVision. We're also going to do our usual gaming news. And I also will get you out of here probably as soon as I can, because uh, ain't nobody your fault. But no, I've just been having some car trouble, so I've been in and out trying to put a starter on a car with uh, no, not with the proper equipment. And hopefully on the day of this recording on Monday, maybe we'll get some, I'll get the right tools in. Long story short, I need like a, uh, like an impact drill with a swivel socket for these two little there's only two fucking bolts that hold a starter and i'm having a really hard trouble because also my my arm can fit through the cubby hole a little spot behind the wheel but also it's just a it's a it's some bullshit hard work but yeah other than that i hope you guys this week's been good how was uh, everything going on in your life? Hopefully everything has been positive. Hopefully you've been having a good week. While we we're walking through, there's still the be- still the beginning of uh, 2021. But uh, but yeah, honestly, also this is gonna be a little different from other episodes. I'm probably not gonna do what I've been playing this week just because it's just been Fortnite. I've just been really taking my time because also for even the little start off like that, I've been playing Fortnite and it's also because A, it's been pretty fun, but B, for like uh, this news we missed, uh, Fortnite revealed their secret character skin and it's going to be the Predator. List last week, we had three little missions to get like, uh, to get like two of uh, those like little emotes. Like the ones that the Fortnite person like pops up and like a little sticker comes out of thin air. So two of them were, oh no, excuse me. One of them was a sticker. One of them was your little logo banner. So I have like the, the alien's helmet as my little logo. And like a spray paint decal that when you go next to a wall, you can spray paint that predator's face. So looking promising because also this either Tuesday or Wednesday, whenever the refresh is, there's going to be the real, like some real missions to get the predator skin. But yeah, I've been really enjoying Fortnite this, this season. Also, I think it's because I've obviously been being able to play duos and squads and just have a good time. I do. uh, I do wish that I did do better in the sense of wish I was playing this back when, uh, like when my stepson was in it, now he's not into it. So I feel like I, Miss a miss an opportunity moment for that, but but yeah, uh, more news this week. Uh, apparently, the Killzone website was killed. So, you know, Viking funerals to the Killzone franchise, to our knowledge, that's probably one of my favorite first-person shooter uh, franchises. I have the Killzone Three Collector's Edition still, so I have that Hellgast head. So that's really cool. But yeah, uh, also some more news in the sense of EA lost the exclusive rights to Star Wars. Because they also, I think it goes into uh, Lucasfilms has now kind of recreated a Lucas Game Studios, not Game Studios, but like a umbrella for 
So like um, there'll be like a new uh, trademark watermark or whatever you want to call it for when they make Jedi Fallen Order 2 through EA. They didn't lose like that idea, but the idea that they don't have like the, they're not the only studio. Which that being said, uh, that means there's been also an announcement that Ubisoft is already working on a Star Wars game with their massive studio. Well, so we'll see how that goes. I am a person, I think I'm being a little uh, optimistic in the negative way. I mean, that's cool. Great. We're going to have a Star Wars game that's going to have the Far Cry or Ubisoft formula. I mean, like, how many different little towers are going to have to touch to open, unlock maps? I hope I'm wrong. I'm saying it negative so that it will go into the ether and alter. Because that's how the ether works with me. If I say something, it'll probably go the opposite way. Also, real quick, just so I can remember, uh, Bungie is also closing their Halo archives of their end of having anything to do with Halo. But uh, with the Star Wars... Um, another thing that involves with Lucasfilm Games is Lucasfilm Games also technically has the rights to like a game like Indiana Jones, which then comes to find out later this week, we found out that Bethesda is working on an Indiana Jones game with, uh, turns out it's going to be Machine Game Studios, Machine Gun Studios, and with Todd Howard actually like kind of watching over machine games. I think I've been reading about how they feel you with the Indiana Jones uh, license and uh, the rumor. Well, people are pitching it in the sense of, is this going to be exclusive to Xbox? And I'm already in the, I'm already on the bandwagon. I hope so because hear me out. Uh, honestly, Indiana Jones sounds mo- as much, as much as exciting as fucking getting pegged. Not trying to say it mean. It's just the idea of uh, Indiana Jones itself in a game sense is going to be hit or miss. It's probably going to be great. I'm not going to say knock it like that. But the idea of I don't have any recollection of what the, has Machine Game Studios, Machine Gun, has done with uh, a third person action adventure because i'm assuming that's how it's going to go we're going to have the the trope of indie is scared of snakes so what's new and judging by if tomb raider couldn't spark anything to go against uncharted because that's how the xbox podcasts like um some of the ones i saw are like is like this like going to be like a, a answer for xbox for uh to go against Uncharted. And I hopefully. Also maybe I'm in the small minority of this. Uh, I wouldn't promote it like that. Or I wouldn't ask any of my Xbox podcast teams to go. Please don't compare to Uncharted. This is going to be its own thing. We're going to have a good time. Bing, bang, boom. But also at the same. Because that's where I get to. I'm like. It can be okay. And there's no. There's no date on this. We just know that Bethesda Studios got so that's obviously means Xbox has a third person shoot third person action adventure game coming down the pipe. I just don't see even Indiana Jones being a, s- a seller 
even if Tomb Raider can't. Uncharted is on a whole other level with storytelling and the idea of, of course, you can try and make indie interesting, but when you have compared to like a Nathan Drake, which is, you know, that's it's more sad that clearly Nathan Drake is for is like an indie revised. I just don't think the original person can cut it anymore just because of like we only have what they're going to take it off of. But I have I do have faith in machine games, but we'll see. But then also uh, coming up on the 21st of this month, Resident Evil is going to have a special presentation. And they're going to talk about Resident Evil 8, but uh, through the grapevines, they're saying that they might be uh, revealing or at least, uh, yeah, revealing some of the possible leaked games that came out a couple months back we discussed. So people are seeing if they're going to talk about Resident Evil 4 remake or even Resident Evil Outbreak remade. Uh, We had to tune in on the... 21st to find that out uh i believe i can't remember what time it is but i'm excited people are going jones in for uh the new they just gave a new avatar for playstation so that's the way i learned about it but there's like this new vampiric they call it like a vampire girl in resident evil 8 and just a super tall woman with some big old knockers and people are going crazy of it on the internet but whatever also for uh more games in the future uh square enix has trademarked ever crisis and the first so first soldier in japan and also i saw that they also trademarked the shinra logo again so there might be some more games coming into the same final fantasy 7 remakes universe since they uh spoilers they altered a little bit of the the game's timeline from the original game that's why it's a good time to play it so if we get a uh, if we get a crisis core game that'd be sweet as a person who didn't get to play crisis core on psp looking forward to that but yeah i mean for for game wise that's about it uh i did though want to say before we get into the wandavision was uh, I got to read the Justice League's Future State Issue 1 this week. And I want to say, I think it's really good. And I know I probably sound like a favoritized since DC is my favorite. But I'm saying it seems pretty good. I do have issues only because I do not like when they reveal a uh, a bad guy I don't know about. So... That's on me. That's also because I don't, I like, how would I word it? I think it goes in a little bit of the WandaVision. I like knowing who the bad guy is and see, but I digress in the sense of it is still pretty good. I like also, uh, just so you guys know, the person who is writing the Future State Just League story is uh, Josh Williamson. So he's been the guy who's been running Flash for since Rebirth. And I have to say it's pretty good in the sense of uh I could even be I'm I like how they lay it out like they show that this team has worked together for a while because they showed like a, a scene that they fought a 
a dark side with Starro, Starfish that was mind-controlling him, which was really cool to see. They said they've been there for crisis after crisis. Uh, they also... It looks like even they worked together even on like a, a Batman situation because this is a, is this this team I forgot excuse me this future state team is very interesting. It is John Kent, so this is Superman's son. It has Aqua Aqua Woman, which is the daughter of Aquaman and Mara. Uh the 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 Batman who is uh Jim released Batman, so it's the the black Batman who's uh Tim Fox, which is uh they don't and then they also have the Green Lantern I can't remember her name but it's the one who's from the comic series Far Sector, and it obviously has the new Wonder Woman which is that uh South American uh girl named um Mara Yorel, and then one of the cooler ones is uh also they have this new Flash. And they are non-binary, non-binary. And the cool part is this team has decided that um, they want to, uh, they do not reveal each other's identities to each other as far as they can go. Obviously, they know John Kent is John Kent, or at least they, yeah. And also this again this is where I've now I see how I can feel about it. Future State, I wish could be like a right off the get go. Here's a new team, Bing Bang Boom, but apparently comic book readers don't like Origins, I guess, or anymore. But the idea of so you it's kind of it goes right into this team and it involves you see like uh, their version of Legion of Doom, which is a very different team compared. There's this this guy who kind of looks like Lex Luthor, but he's also part robotic. Like he has like that uh, mechanical spider body bottom, and it looks like it's an older version of Brainiac. But it doesn't say his name offhand for me to say. Oh, yep, that's him. But the guy who looks like uh, like a old crumply like if uh, Supreme Leader Snoke and Lex Luthor had a baby. This guy's name's T O Morrow. And then, um, but the other teammates of the Legion of Doom, which is interesting, is this one named Despera, which is supposed to be Wonder Woman's bad, like, villain, because she has the lasso of existential terror. Uh, and then this person named Amazex, Cobalt Blue. And one of that would be interesting, which I'd like to hear an actual, like, uh, arc, story arc. There's this one called the Screech Owl. So it looks like the Court of Owls Talon, but it has venom injected in him. So he's as big as Bane, like from back in the day. So that looks really cool. And then obviously the Flood, which will be an Aquaman arch nemesis. And then Ultraviolet Lantern. So uh, they did a little bit of Ultraviolet during, uh, uh, what is it? The Snipe, Scott Snyder's Justice League run. So we kind of know what that's from. And then uh, Cobalt Blue looks like, because it, it involves, uh, he's a, the Flash villain, kind of looks like he's using a, a ice saber. So they are pretty cool new ideas of their team. So it makes it look interesting. I actually like what they, they thought of doing. 
But back to the Justice League themselves. Uh, the story goes with uh, there was a murder, and it finds out the whole that whole team we just talked about was dead or died. And what makes it cool is like uh, seeing also uh, teammates that you thought are the supposed to be the person, like the detective. Everyone time before this was everyone knew Batman was going to be the guy uh, initiating the the investigation. Being made boom. This time it's Far Sector, which is the Green Lantern, and it's very interesting to see them all different. And clearly, because like like I said, the storyline is about them not revealing each other's like identities behind their backs. Some of them are working together. So the John Ken's already hangs out with Wonder Woman outside the the league. So that's a little faux pas. Uh, you find out Aqua Woman hangs out with the Flash. Where, uh, and then they, they don't reveal, they don't know. I don't, that's the only one out of this Justice League team. I have no reference of the flash in this. They are very brand new and I'm really interested to know what they, uh, origin is from, but then to find out it's a, a fluke and it's a brand new villain squad that came out of some left blue field that they were locked up before. And hold on one second. This villain team that is revealed to take, like killed the whole, the, their villains, the Legion of doom is called the hyper clan. And they're able to shape shift. And that's how they, they kind of got the jump on each of the justice league. Cause they also don't like, they did the perfect thing. So obviously we grew up with just like knowing that they knew everybody's identity. They're all like almost like family. And then this is going to be their first, this, this team's first time seeing that maybe we should know each other's identity because of X, Y, Z, this, what happened. So that's kind of cool. It's kind of a, a simple ABC type of storyline where at the end of the day, in my vision, this could end up just showing that we got to, reveal each other to ourselves and who are we each other because that's how they got caught they got to jump on each other because each person in the hyper clan can shape shift to whatever superhero they're trying to be but they're so at the end of this storyline to be continued they're all shape shifting to look like the just the the most current justice league and uh they're gonna it says come on let's save the world blah 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 as a as a not a joke but as you know, to be continued. So we got to wait till next month for that answer. But then this is a kind of a more deluxe comic. It's only six bucks, but it also comes with a story for our Justice League Dark, which is the magic team with Zartana, usually John Constantine, uh, Dr. Fade and all that shit. Uh, and then Bobo the monkey. And then what I like I like. I just wanted to bring it up to the the podcast. Is uh, kudos to this the writer for this one. His name's Ram R A M, and he did a he or she because I can't I don't know which one it is. Um, they did a really good story because it involves a like it's the future, so it's the idea that uh, Merlin comes back and basically kind of decimates magic for the, like there's no more magic people blah blah blah, but of course there is. Involves Zantana and Bobo looking for uh, just any help, just anything. And uh, if you guys know DC, there's also that that demon, that yellow demon 
um, I don't know how to say his name, Etrigan or something, who talks in rhymes and all that shit. Bobo apparently is possessed by him. But then they're, long story short, they find these clues that end up them falling into um, the pawn store of the Ragged Man, which is another DC uh, person. I think the Rag Ragman was in Arrow. Yep, Ragman's in Arrow. So the team that Justly Dark is going to have for in the future is a pretty good team. Because it's obviously the first time I'm trying to reveal it is it's gonna be Zantana, Bobo, the Ragman, and then they ended up with the Ragman. They found John Constantine again. And long story short, uh, John Constantine has been in this like little bubble of protection, and uh, there's been this old man because they've been following. Oh yeah, there was another person. Well, there's another witch. I can't remember her name, but she does like with tarot cards and she's also has some connections with Wonder Woman. But uh, they they were said to stay put and protect this old man, this blind man. And then long story short, find out that the uh, it's all meant for a reason. And then the old blind man was Dr. Fate and he had to hide his identity until they had the team together and then that was like it was only continued that's why some of these future state stories have been very short they sound enjoyable but i always i love a long story so i'm hoping that they get um enough information out for the next issue because i really hope because there's no uh there's no light for just leave dark for a single issue yet to my knowledge so we'll see but i just wanted to say kudos to ram and obviously, Josh Williamson always does good, but I was really impressed with that Ram part of the story. But yeah, all right. Let me catch my breath, and we're going to get into that WandaVision. All right. Now, what can I start off with, just so everyone knows? There's all going to be full spoilers. I'm not going to try to tiptoe, because I'm tired of trying to keep my tongue tied and trying to protect <laughs> the innocent for not watching it. Uh, because I'm also spoiling it because... Uh, apparently there's been a very mixed bag of emotions on people their feelings on these first two episodes of wandavision and i want to first off say i am shocked too in the sense that of runtime these are two 30 minute long episodes and i'll take that back because one of them is 30 minutes but there's seven minutes of fucking credits so it's it's really weird but okay where is wandavision at wandavision involves I'm a, we all have to assume, because we do not know yet, there's nothing, because the idea of WandaVision is, which some people are acting surprised they don't know, but this could either be the Scarlet Witch is uh, in prison, and somebody is making her live in this weird suburban thing with Vision, or the more logical way is, that Scarlet Witch is so upset because Vision, she came back from the snap and Vision technically didn't come back yet to our knowledge because obviously that's where we're left off. Uh, she makes her own alternate like little world bubble of the suburban area with her with Vision because you have to only also go by episode one. There are been, there was jokes like, oh, there's my husband with his uh, his indestructible head. 
Yeah, with a because the first two episodes are in black and white, and they act like they're from the nineteen fifty nineteen sixty shows. Like uh, the first episode, I'm going to say like that. The first episode feels more like I Love Lucy, and the second episode feels more like a like a I Dream a Genie Bewitch with like a it has the same classic camera angles, but you have to admit if anybody was watching because I could be misspoken too. But the second episode has more of a looser camera, like more closer to like like you know how Bewitched and I Dream Genie had more of those like just different angles compared to like an I Love Lucy live studio audience style episode. But sticking to the first episode, to our knowledge, we know it's it might be 2023 because of the the calendar. But we're not 100% sure that could be different. That could be totally bullshit. But the idea of there are some consistencies that are happening in this world. Besides black and white, uh, their neighbor, uh, Agnes, which is Catherine Hahn's character. And it's already been rumored because they didn't say her full, her real name yet. But they people are thinking Agnes is Agatha. Uh, one of Scarlet Witch's like... I don't want to say advisors, but somebody she used to look up to, like in her story or comic book world, like this Agatha starts with an H. But people are thinking her character is Agatha. But the idea is, of course, I'm I might be spoiling shit that's in the real season or the rest of the season, but like there are just some things that are showing that. It goes into probably more of the Scarlet Witches having a meltdown and creating this bubble because there are moments when like uh, the radio is going. Uh, this is episode two. I'm excusing on that part, but uh, like you hear the radio start calling out Wanda. Are you there? Well, who did this to you, Wanda? Wanda, and it's the voice of um, Jimmy Chu. He's from Fresh Off the Boat, and he's but he's going to be. One of the characters of the Agents of Sword. Sword is basically the space division of Shield. So anything involving inter intergalactic shit, Sword takes care of it over Shield. But uh, it's a way to also inter introduce Sword because they're probably going to be involved with Eternals, the the movie that's going to be next in this little plethora. I'm going to try to explain. But there's also another consistent character of, uh, I don't want to say the wrong one. I think it's Maria Rambo, which is the the little girl from Captain Marvel, all grown up because, spoilers, her character becomes another Captain Marvel, but um, she's either going to be named Photon or her more current name Spectrum, but she's going to get powers. But she works for a sword, it looks like, it, through the trailers. So at this moment in time, it might be, it might be Jimmy Choo's, uh, or Cho, uh, partner. But the idea is also to help boost my thoughts on it. Wanda is controlling it all. Is uh, At the first episode, they have the dinner date at their house with Mr. Hart. In the story, it's Vision's boss. And there's a part when Mr. Hart chokes and a part of 
It involves Mrs. Hart's kind of like doing like a weird like like a on on a track course of repeating her own like stop it Hart stop it stop stop because he's choking and the that's when the camera breaks the the idea that they're on a 1950 live studio audience show and it involves it stays on the table and it zooms in on uh, Wanda back to Vision through the whole scene narration but it gives that eerie feeling. And it involves then Wanda going, Vision, help him. And then that's the moment in time Vision got up and started helping Mr. Hart. So it goes into the idea of clearly Scarlet Witch is controlling this. No one's really, who did this to you, Wanda, like they're trying to say. But also, it could, you know, I'm not, this is me, my opinion of how I'm going through the rest of the season. Then the second episode happens. And the one eerie thing that happens after that is at the end of it, they go outside and they see this beekeeper come from the sewer. And he looks at Wanda and it gets that weird eerie feeling and she just goes, nope. And then the time, the world reverses. Just because she said nope. They went back into the house without having to go outside and see that situation with the beekeeper. And then... uh. In the second episode is where you get these subtle views of red. One is uh, there was this helicopter toy with the sword logo on it. But it was nice, vibrant red in this black and white world. And then also in the part when um, she just met this new person named Dixie. She got cut at this little um, lunch party. And, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see how these connect because there are some things to my idea of why are these other than, why are these other quote unquote, uh, magical power people like Agatha, why are they in Wanda's world? If it, if Wanda's the only one controlling it. So that's the part that gets me a little confused, not confused, but like, Keeps me want to go and see how they actually critique how my thoughts are. Uh, in episode two, also, a very interesting thing is uh, they do a different opening scene or credits, and that they had an Easter egg inside in between the floor, the floor, because there's a part when Vision comes from the shower down, all dressed, you know, kind of like I Dream of Genie, but in the rafters of like in between floors. There was a helmet of the Marvel villain called the Grim Reaper. And then I also saw an interview with the director with the Nerdist. And they asked them because there was there's some scenes that involved. They might be hinting at there's uh, this Wonder Man, which is another Marvel character. And he said no comment. And I think Grim Reaper is uh, Wonder Man's brother. But that's a whole other fucking thing. Until I get more information that they're actually in the show. But my personal opinion of these first two episodes is they're a little weak. And everybody says it, but I, I'm on the pledge of saying it's okay. They weren't good. Or they were good, not great. They are okay, maybe good. It gets you that feeling of, oh good, we're going into the gears are turning. We're getting into Marvel Phase 4. And everything, but I, I'm also trying to be optimistic. I don't know what would be like, you know, 
do we count shield as Marvel's way of getting into TV or do we count the Netflix ones when they didn't have real quote unquote control? I'm trying to give them the the bone here of like, does Marvel studios know how to do a TV show? And the weirder part is one of is only nine episodes. So we already did two down seven more to go. But the idea of it's interesting. There's some also other fan theories people use like the radio station that was played on episode two you go to those numbers that number is uh when like there's a whole little nice little comic book storyline involving dr strange and all this shit a lot of things that are falling into stage four can go with this storyline but i don't think it's going to happen it'd be cool if it does but i'd be very shocked but i'm just more surprised people a lot of, i saw a lot of people were complaining about the black and white 50 stuff it's all over because at the end of this second episode you watch the world start turning color technicolor and also uh wanda is pregnant and if you know anything about the future of her life uh this is there she's gonna have twins which they've already showed twins and they're gonna be uh William and Thomas. Long story short, they're going to be Wiccan and Speed as their superheroes. So this is a way with Hawk with this Hawkeye's TV show with uh, the new the Haley girl. Uh, they're basically setting up the Young Avengers in more ways than none. There have also been rumors because Young Avengers will be like obviously the younger Hawkeye girl. Um, these these twin boys. Maybe Hulkling might be come out of nowhere since Wiccan and Hulkling are a couple. But uh, there's still more to come. It's going to come out every Friday, and I'm just more optimistic. I think I'm more. I'm I'm more shocked. I'm more cool as a cucumber compared to some. I maybe is I you know I just didn't think it was that bad, but I just didn't think it was great. But I was just like it was enjoyable. I also like uh, the idea of uh, I want to start watching when it starts crumbling because there's so many different Easter eggs that people are going, ooh, like uh, if and also if anybody want, I should take a step back. What are some comics that this could be relatable to? Uh, apparently, Tom King's The Vision for how like Tom King's uh Vision storyline had Vision kind of be in a suburban house with a family. Now with Scar- Scarlet Witch, but this is more current run stuff. But uh, this is going to be kind of like House of M involving Scarlet Witch. House of M involves, I think Vision died. She gets so upset she alters u- the uh, universe and basically makes all mutants go away except a certain few. And involves like uh, like an empire of her family in the comic. This ain't happening in the show, but in the comic, her family's like a king and queen shit. It involves people going into Wanda's story or vision or Wanda's dream and fixing it. So also with the house, because also I say that because you see an Easter egg in episode one with the heart dinner. Uh, the wine they're drinking is called like the house of monet or something 
or something, something basically the French word for concept, which is obviously like the idea of, con, you know, con, making this shit up. So I would just say I'd, anybody who didn't like the first episode or didn't finish it, I would buck up. It's only 20, 22 minutes and push through it. It's not that bad. But also at the same time, I can see if you really want to, you could probably skip to the episode three. And just watch those previously on WandaVision. Because you probably could skip them. I can't blame you there either. But I just... I I like it. I'm not going to say it's the best. But also, I'm also in the... I'm in the weird department. Marvel has not... I have no things, qualms or nothing thinking Marvel's going to shit the bed on this. I think it's just... you got to wait and see. I don't think it's going to be a, a flop. I don't think it's going to be worse than... And this is me just saying things that the people say. This is going to, is going to be worse than Iron Man 2. This ain't going to be worse than Iron Man 3. It's going to be probably in the middle in the in the run of Marvel movies. But we have to wait and see how it goes. It's going to get better. But, but yeah, it looks like we're going to into maybe... Again, I'm just spitballing the era... But it looks like we might be going into like a 70s TV show for this next episode. We'll wait and see. And hopefully, also, I forgot to say, the first episode also ended on that weird cliffhanger of like, it shows that somebody can watch Wanda's show on a TV and she's the person's taking notes and it had the sword logo. So sword's watching it. But then, obviously, it just means that they can, from the outside of the bubble that Wanda's making, she can make, like, a radio wave of it, and people are just picking up and able to watch it. So, I, just so people didn't think I missed out on that spot either. Uh, I said, I think I said, uh, I'd give it a 3 out of 5. The first two episodes, 3 out of 5. But, yeah, that was basically it for this week. Uh, this week's hot picks are... Music is brand new from Skippa to Flippa and Murder Baby. And then uh, for movies, I would recommend everybody to check out on Amazon Prime uh, One Night in Miami. It is that most, it's getting a lot of reviews and great reviews, like 10 out of 10s, and I think it has a 90% on Rotten Tomato. It is Regina King's first director spot. It involves one night in Miami in 1964 when Muhammad Ali, well, on 64 he was Cassius Clay, uh, Jim Brown from the Cleveland Browns, and then uh, Sam Cooke, and met with Malcolm X in the hotel room after Muhammad Ali won, uh, won the championship, and right before he... Obviously, he converts his name to Islam, but or how he says it, Muslim. But uh, he, you should check it out. It was very captivating. It's one of those ones that involves uh, how would I word it? Clearly, it's a a dialogue. It's based. It was I think it was based off a play, a screenwrite in a sense. That it's just you know them spewing facts towards the camera in the sense without tooting her own horn as much as she should deserve. But the idea of she played it out better for a, it felt like a movie. 
maybe because of the she didn't try to keep it look like a one shot idea or some shit. Like some people who like to film these type of play like scripts. Uh, one part that caught right off the get go. Uh, you start catching them. I thought it was gonna be some weird way because like I don't want to spoil it, spoil it, but you meet my you meet Cassius Clay. You also meet uh Sam Cook, but then you meet Jim Brown for the first time, and his little introductory was probably the one that catches you off guard the most for how it was the most like magician like look at my hand and then Pam get you on the, with the second hand. But it also, after you see it, it's not surprising because of the times. Still 1964. Obviously, because Malcolm X is alive in this. It's in the heat of the moment of the his views are out there. He's trying to cast out to the world and understand and everything. And it's it's very good. All four of them are friends in the show. But the idea that they have to deal with, not deal, but like, you know, they're friends with the this this pariah of Malcolm and then the idea that there he's there to also bump to show that they're not doing anything for the co- it's is very good I would suggest everybody to watch it it's really good it's also how did I word it it's it's one of those ones that are it's it has some heavy thoughts about what shit's going on now even nowadays but it doesn't it's not so heavy that you feel crushed on it it's so much that it feels like you get the motions of what you should be learning in it without feeling overwhelmed about it, which is why I like it the most. But yeah, it's called One Night in Miami, and it's free on Amazon Prime if you have Amazon Prime. And for comics, I got three of them. Uh, one of them is Iron Fist, um, Heart of the Dragon, I think I just read it, issue one. Uh, Wonder Woman, the immortal Wonder Woman, number one. It's the feature state one involving the actual... Diana Wonder Woman uh, to read. And then one that caught my eye that I just saw was uh, this Marvel Origins issue one, but it's from IDW. So IDW has some comics of Marvel coming out, which that's what caught my eye about it from IDW. But yeah, uh, that'll be it this week. Everyone, please follow me on Twitter at MikeFowler93. Give me a tweet. Tell me. Um, even if you have questions, I'll, I might not post about if you have, if I need questions, but I gladly will answer them on the podcast also in on Twitter, but yeah. And then, uh, follow me on twitch.tv slash cousin Cecil, C-U-Z-N-C-I-S-E-A-L. And then, yeah. And honestly, I want to tell you something. I'm February 27th, apparently in the state of Michigan, I could go to this comic shop about an hour away and meet uh, the Green Lantern, not Green Lantern, the Green Ranger, Tommy. He is doing some signings, and I'm 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 very interested in possibly going. It's February twenty seventh. Nothing set in stone. I just hit these thoughts. But yeah, if you live in Michigan, apparently in Plymouth, at the State of Comics, there they're gonna have a sign in with uh with them with the green ranger and they have a bunch of exclusive comics right now over there of you know different issues and they have a really sweet variant of uh lord dracon which is his newest or his character in older generations but yeah uh 
but yeah, until next time, you guys be good to each other. And if there's no episode next week, that's because I killed myself from this stupid starter shit. But yeah, you guys have a take care. Be good to each other again. And uh, peace. <laughs>